Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Shane Britt, and it is such an honor to have you join our podcast today. I pray that you will find something uplifting and encouraging in the word you are about to hear. Also, please feel free to connect with us via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm so excited about what you're about to hear. Let's dive right into the Word of God. Tonight, I want to minister to you from the book of James. If you have your Bibles, you can turn and remain seated. But the book of James is a um, very interesting book. You you will find in the verses that I will read tonight, uh, it is perhaps the longest discourse in the Bible about one element that is found in the human body that we oftentimes don't like to talk about because that one thing has probably got all of us in trouble a time or two in our life, and that is the tongue. Hallelujah. I want to teach to us tonight on that that subject, the power of the tongue. James chapter 3, verses 1 through 2, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things, and if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. I don't know if you caught any of that that I just read, but let me expound on that. I think it's very amazing when you think that if a man or a woman hasn't stumbled on his words before, I would consider that individual a perfect human being. And I don't think that I'm preaching to anyone under the sound of my voice and those that are watching online. That is perfect. Hallelujah. But if you're perfect, you're able to bridle, control, and to, if you can bridle and control and direct your tongue, you can control your whole body. That's how simple this is. If we can ever get the tongue going in the right direction, we can effectively steer this body in the direction that it should go. And once you think about the Word of God and you think about how it talks about the works of the flesh, the lust of the flesh, and uh, let's just get transparent tonight. You've dealt with, uh, I mean, like to eat food. Anybody in this room like to eat food? We can, but if you eat too much food, let that get out of control. What's that going to affect? The whole body. Uh, physical desires, sexual desires. We can put labels of it all. If you take those things out of proper context, it can affect the whole body. Can I get a witness right now? Uh, lack of exercise. Uh, intentionally not sleeping. I feel the effects of that this week. Uh, working at the fireworks stand. But if you do that for extended period of times, what does it do? It affects the whole body. Your body will let you know when it needs rest. It'll let you know. But uh, what James is saying in this scripture is, if I can get my tongue fixed, I can get my whole body fixed. If I can just get my tongue fixed. So I, I want to talk to us tonight on the power of the tongue, and I've got four elements that I want to speak to you from, and I believe it's going to encourage you. Uh, number one, I want you to understand this first point. The tongue is disproportionately powerful. And I know that was a big fancy word, disproportional. But when you look at verses number three through five, 
Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths, in a horse's mouth, that they may obey us, and we turn the whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a, somebody say, little member. It's a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. The tongue is disproportionately powerful, and here's my point. I could just say the tongue is powerful, but that's not amazing enough. The amazing fact is that it's very small, but it's very, very large in its effectiveness. When you think about it, when I give you three examples, the first example is a bit in a horse's mouth. It's a very small piece of metal. Many of you have probably dealt with horses. But when you talk about one small piece of metal in a horse's mouth, that, that horse could be a thousand plus pounds, but you turn that piece of metal in that horse's mouth strong enough and hard enough, you can literally alter the course of that animal. When you think about that and you think about your tongue, your tongue can control your strength and direction. I know some very small in stature people, but they've got a vicious tongue. Ooh, the dynamite comes in small packages. So we've got to understand the power of of your tongue. James gave us this, this illustration and he compared it to a bit in a horse's mouth. But when you, when you look at the subject of the tongue and the power, I'm all for finding out what your strengths are. However, you can discover all of your strengths, but if you can't control your tongue, it won't help you. You may be able to bench press 500 pounds. But if you can't control your tongue, how strong are you? you? You may be able to hit the ball over the fence or run, run a 99-yard touchdown, but if you can't control your tongue, you, you, do you get where I'm going tonight? Because if you don't have your tongue under control, you will not be able to, you will not be able to properly direct your strengths in the right way. I know a lot of people, and you probably could, could name a few, that they had all of the qualities of a great leader. They had all of the things that should have made them successful, but they couldn't bridle the tongue. They couldn't get their, the language of their mouth switched and turned into be a productive force for them in their life. You see, without a bit, you can't control a horse. And without control of your tongue, your body will be like a wild horse without a bridle. James 1.26 said, if anyone among you think he is religious or serving God, one translation, and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion or this one's service of God is useless. So what this scripture is saying, I want to paraphrase. If you are serving God and can't bridle your tongue, your service isn't worth anything. Come on, Holy Ghost, help us right now. 
let me just switch. We may look good on the outside, but when we open up our mouth, we reveal something totally different than who we should reflect. The second analogy that James referred to the tongue is the rudder of a ship. If you think the size of a cruise ship, and we have been on those, the size of the ship is astonishing. It's often so astonishing that when you think of the, the size of the rudder, it's not very big, but it can turn that whole ship with just the moving of the dial. Any captain would tell you that in a storm, it is imperative that you turn the ship in the right direction or it will capsize. And many times we fail to realize that many people's lives capsize because of their tongue. It doesn't put them in the right direction during a storm. If you're in a storm, you ought to take fresh evaluation. What's coming out of your mouth? What language are you speaking? What, what words are coming out of your mouth? Because you're going to determine the direction of your life by the power of your tongue. I know this is simple, but if you'll let this fall into good ground, even in good weather, if your tongue is not under control, thus you have no rudder, you can end up on the rocks. You can end up in a storm that you, you don't navigate very well through. And destruction is almost preordained if you can't get the tongue under control. After talking about a ship, James uses the analogy of a little spark or a forest fire. How many fires have started when someone just carelessly driving down the road just flicked a cigarette out the window? We threw, uh, now I'll say we collectively because I don't want to call anybody's name tonight, but last night a, a firework that had already uh, been used and uh, we'd already seen the magnificence of his beauty up in the air was threw on a burn pile. And we heard a, something go off down toward the burn pile and there was still something left in it that made a noise down at the burn pile. Very innocently, we thought it was over. Much like a cigarette, you flick it out. The, I'm done. I know nobody in here has ever done that before. But be careful. What, what are you trying to say, Pastor? Be careful. Careless words can start big fires. Careless words can start big fires. Now, one thing I have discovered about words, they can never be retracted. Once you say it out of your mouth, it can never be retracted. That's the power of the tongue. When you speak, you may forgive them, but those words are forever in your mind, in your heart. Words are so important. Number two, the tongue is inherently evil. You may not, yet you were born in sin, shaping in iniquity, but your tongue is inherently evil. The Bible says in James chapter 3, 6, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity or evil. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. I know that's strong words. The end of verse 8 it is an unruly 
evil, full of deadly poison. That's what's living on the inside of your mouth. That's what you have to deal with every single day. We could just say that the tongue is evil, but it is, it is inherently evil. We were born with an evil tongue. That's not my words. That's, that's the word of God. We don't have to teach our children to be rude or to say mean things. We have to teach them to say nice things. Because we're inherited. It's an inherited thing. An evil tongue. Let me say it another way. The default setting on the tongue is to destroy. The default mechanism. The default. Why? Because I want to tear you down to try to build myself up. Because if I can make myself, that's pride. If I can tear down you to make me feel better, that ain't nothing but pride. But in the process, I'm allowing my tongue to be used to destroy a lot of times that happens to people you love, people you're married to, your, your children. If we're not guarding our tongues, it can be used to destroy the very thing God's blessed you with. And unless we change the default setting, it's possible to do more damage with our tongue than good. If, if you think that the tongue is not evil... I want you to take memory lane. I did this today. I want you to take a memory lane. I'll never forget. I was raised and I went to a, a Christian school through the sixth grade. Seventh grade, I got introduced to junior high. I'll never forget being the only apostolic Pentecostal in the school. I'll never forget walking into gym class and I had a, I had a note from my mom and dad I would not dress out for gym class. I would wear modest long pants. I would, I would not do what all the other kids would do in gym. And uh, I was maintaining a, a spirit of holiness that my pastor had required and that we stood by. I was the only one there, and I got made fun of. I was not only made fun of by the way I dressed, but I was made fun of because of my size. When I got to high school, I was four foot eleven. In my first driver's license, I was eighty-eight pounds. My nickname was Pee Wee. You talking about a complex? And it was just the time Pee Wee Herman was coming out. So that was my nickname, not just in junior high, but I'm still known today in Meridian, Mississippi by my classmates, not by my name. That was Pee Wee. That was Pee Wee. Now, now some of you were made fun of in school. Some of you were, I, I had braces. My teeth were jacked up. I wore braces for almost two and a half years. I faked needing glasses to get my parents to go buy me glasses because I wanted to be cool because everybody else was wearing glasses. Didn't need them, but now I can't, I can't read these notes without glasses. Uh, but some of you fell on the other end of the spectrum. Maybe you were a little overweight. Maybe you were poor. You didn't have all the cool clothes. I wanted some cool Converse Chuck Taylors. No, I had to pay less versions of Chuck Taylors. Those kids were riding skateboards. I barely had a bicycle that come from TG&Y, if you know where that's at. 
Um, but you may have found yourself on one end or the other of the spectrum. Maybe you were taller than most of your classmates, shorter than most of your, uh, maybe, maybe you had one of those, see my mom and dad carried me in an old 1975 tan Chevrolet van. My mom drove a 19-something, it was never new, an old brown Buick La Sabra. I said, Mom, if you'll drop me off down here, I'll walk the rest of the way to school. I, you, I'm not going to let my classmates see me. Uh-uh. But all those things shape us. Maybe you were made fun of. Maybe you were bullied. Maybe there were things. Maybe you had a physical defect. and You, you had to live through that, and you were made fun of. I'll never forget standing in the lunchroom line. This dude was making fun of me. He had made fun of my size. I was shorter than everybody in my class, and I just had all I could take. I turned around, and with every bit of power, I just hit him. I just turned. I said, don't ever, don't ever say that to me again. That boy never said anything else to me again. It didn't, it didn't escalate. I had all my little friends around me. Nothing ever happened from that day forward. He never said another word to me. But I'm bringing all of this out because some of you still deal with things that were said to you as a kid. Some things that were said to you, you'll never succeed. You'll never make it. You'll always be a failure. You'll, you'll always do this or do that. And those things reveal the fact that the tongue is inherently evil. But you've lived with this and it's become your identity. So understanding it, it's evil. It's going to help us in just a few more of these points. Number three, the tongue is humanly untamable. James 3, 7 and 8. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man, not no man can tame a tongue. It is unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now, when I just read that, you probably said, that ain't, that's not good news. I thought you was going to preach encouragement tonight. The tongue is humanly untamable. But the good news is, it's divinely tameable. The one who made it can tame it. Isn't it sad you can tame a tiger, but you can't tame your tongue? You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame your tongue in and of itself and by yourself. Could it be that's why the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that's why God used tongues to tame the tongue. And when we receive the initial evidence, or when we receive the Holy Ghost, the initial evidence is another language. You begin to speak in tongues another language. It is divinely tameable. And the one who made it is the only one who can tame it by his presence and by his spirit. The one who gave us this thing called life, the one who gave us the word of God, uh, the owner's manual by what we live by, he can fix it if you let him. If you let him. But you got to yield yourself to him. It's very easy to go in default mode and, and, and go back and pick up that old language. It's very easy to, to, to go back and pick up things 
If you're not guarding yourself and you're not watching, uh-uh, I'm starting to speak things that are, man, I ain't spoke like that in a long time. Now, you've heard me say this. I could walk in my house and by my vocabulary, by what I was saying, by how I was acting, the first thing my daddy would say, who you been hanging around? What you been listening to? What you've been doing, you, you, you got a different talk. You got a different vocabulary. So it's very important to understand just how powerful it is. And the Holy Ghost can help you tame your tongue that is humanly untamable. Exodus chapter 4. Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant. I had a problem with my tongue before and after you spoke to me, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. So the Lord said to him, who has, who has made man's mouth or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing or the blind? Have not I? The Lord, now therefore go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what ye shall say. The Lord can help you. The Lord can help us learn a new language. And I'm not talking about speaking in a heavenly language. I'm talking about helping us with human interactions. My wife is not a doormat for me to abuse with my mouth. The children that God have blessed me with... God did not give me this mouth to destroy them, but God gave me the mouth and the tongue to lift them up, to build them up. You sure look good tonight. Man, I like that dress. I like them shoes. When's the last time you complimented your wife? Come on, man, help me right now. Yeah, and you did a great job cooking this week. At the fireworks stand, I, I probably put on three or four pounds from all that, that good cooking. Now, it's very easy. You know, I got the microphone and I can do this. But the private conversations that go on behind the scenes, she and I. Before I walked out the house, she said, man, you look good tonight. And I said, man, let me get to the church. Come on now. You go, you, you're giving me a little boost of confidence tonight to preach. She didn't have to do that. But it come from her mouth, which is connected to her heart. Because from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. What's in your heart will eventually catch up with your mouth. Come on, somebody. You got to help me. And what's humanly impossible with God becomes possible. I challenge every husband in here, start building up your spouse. Why do I need it? We want a healthy church. We got to have healthy marriages. We want healthy families. We need to have healthy homes. And it's going to start with our mouths. It's going to start with our tongues. What concerns me, we're good at speaking in another tongue. But it's hard to speak kind things to a brother or sister and lift them up and, and encourage them and tell them, Brother Ricky, you did a good job. We picked at you. If you survived firework season, you're going to make it around here. Lord, we tried to run him. I, we, couldn't, we could not run him out that stand. 
We worked him hard. But what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say there's power in what you say. There's power in the words that come out of your mouth. And it's humanly impossible to tame your tongue without the divine power of God. Let me say, you may go two or three, you may have two or three good weeks. But it'll catch up with you when you're not under the influence of the Spirit. Number four, the tongue, we'll flip the script on you, is contrastingly productive. James 3, 9 through 12. With it, we bless our God and Father. And with it, we curse men. Who have been made in the similitude of God. We've been made in His image and likeness. Out of the same mouth. Proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not be so. Doth a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh water. I don't know if that resonated with you but what he's saying is nature cannot even do what the tongue can do nature can't even do it a fig tree can't bear olives grapes cannot bear grapevine cannot bear figs you can't have good water and bad water coming out of the same opening but the tongue can bless and curse It's contrastingly productive. With our tongues, we bless God. But in that same tongue that we bless God, we can curse mankind. But here's what we do. God, I bless you. Oh, I love you, Lord. But if we're not careful, oh, I hate her. I can't stand him. Well, she's a real mess. James said this shouldn't be. Just shouldn't be so. Now what I picked up on this. My brethren. My brethren. He's talking to the brothers. He's talking to the church. He's not talking to a rank sinner. He's talking to the church. And you could almost feel it in the pen as he would write. As inspired by the Holy Ghost. That I'm teaching you. I'm hearing a bickering in the church. I'm hearing husbands and wives. I'm hearing children. I'm hearing brothers to brothers and sisters and sisters. And I'm hearing what I don't like. You're talking to people as though they're not even born in the image and likeness of Christ. He said that ought not be so. We should be on the same team. We're We're on the same side and that's the winning side. So why would you why would you let cursings come out and why would you why would you let blessings and cursings try to come out of the same source? I like reading out of the message translation. It'll, it'll speak volumes to you. James one, sorry James three. We'll start at one. Don't be any don't be in any rush to become a teacher, my friends. Teaching is highly responsible work. 
teachers are held to the strictest standards and none of us is perfectly qualified. We get it wrong nearly every time we open our mouths. If you could find someone whose speech was perfectly true, you'd have a perfect person in perfect control of life. A bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. A small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain sets a course in the face, sets the course in the face of the strongest winds. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. It only takes a spark, remember, to set off a small forest fire. A careless or wrongfully placed word out of your mouth can do just that. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony to chaos, throw mud on a reputation, send the whole world up in smoke and go up in smoke with it, smoke right from the pit of hell. This is the message translation. This is scary. You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. The tongue runs wild, a wanton killer. With our tongues, we bless God our Father. With the same tongues, we curse the very men and women He made in His image. Curses and blessings out of the same mouth. My friends, this can't go on. A spring doesn't gush fresh water one day and brackish the next, does it? Apple trees don't bear strawberries, do they? Raspberry bushes don't bear apples, do they? You're not going to dip into a polluted mud hole and get a cup of clear, cool water, are you? That's pretty deep right there. That's just in modern language for us to better understand. I've got good news. The tongue that is contrastively, it's contrastingly productive and can cause a lot of damage. Yes, it can. But that same tongue under the control and influence of the Holy Ghost can also do a lot of good. The tongue can bless. The tongue can bless your marriage and home. That tongue can bless your finances. That tongue can bless your children. That tongue can bless your job. And in the same way the tongue can destroy, it can bless and it can produce good fruit from your mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Help us, Jesus. I want us to leave this house tonight with a homework project. I want you to leave in just a few moments with a project between now and Sunday. I want you to find everything you can good. And I know we're, we're husbands and wives or single adults here, kids or somewhere else, or you're out of that season of life and you're, it's just you by yourself, and that's okay too. I want you to find every positive thing good about your spouse and when you recognize it I want you to I want you to acknowledge it and speak it out of your mouth just say it just speak it thank you for doing it thank you for taking extra thank you for understanding thank you for that meal thank you for washing my clothes When I went to the drawer this afternoon, I had a clean T-shirt and I had a clean, all the things I needed to get dressed tonight. Let me say it that way. But I didn't wash them. 
but we get in the we get in the hustle and bustle of everything of life. Well, bless God that you're my wife. You're supposed to do no, 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 no. Thank you, baby, for doing that. Now I did wash a few loads this week. I don't put it all on her. But you know what? I find that the more I compliment her, the more she wants to do for me. Now it'd be really, my God, are you ever gonna clean this house? I wouldn't be standing here tonight probably if I did that. But, um, but I'm also not that stupid either. We've been doing this for 26 years. I, fi- I found out a long time. I'll get a whole lot more if I use my tongue in a productive way. I get a, oh, I'll get a whole lot better night's sleep when, I, when I've used my tongue to edify our home. To lift up my spouse. Those around us. We use our, I'm, I'm giving you homework tonight. Use your tongue and the power that it, it holds to lift somebody up this week. Recognize, I can't do life. I don't like doing life by myself. I like people around me. Man, I'm not a recluse too much. Now, sometimes I say, man, I need a break. I got to, I, I just need a few hours by myself. I need to go to my castle. I need to stay by myself. But it ain't long. I'm coming out clawing. Give me my phone. I got to text somebody. I, I got to talk to somebody. I know nobody's like that but me. But I just made up my mind, Brother Cool. I can use my, I can use my tongue to bless you or curse you. But what am I going what am I going to gain if I decide, you know, I'm just going to use my tongue as I'm going to curse everybody out. No. Don't do that. Why not use that tongue to bless somebody? Thank you for being you. Thank you for what you bring to the body of Christ. Thank you for all that you do. We are a man and we're not an island. We need each other. And you know what? When we can compliment one another, we bring out the best in one another. Thank you, Brother Dave, for that pair of shoes you brought me this week. I was the envy of the whole. St- my God, I, I didn't get no pair of shoes. Where's my pair? Sh- Ain't that right, Brother Ricky? Ain't that right, Brother? Man, I, w- I had the coolest shoes on in the building. Thank you. I say all that. Use words to edify and uplift. You're going to make them feel better, and you're going to feel better. Life's too short to live miserable. Life's too short to be miserable. And you know what can alter that, the course of your, your miserable life? Your tongue. Do you got Bible? Oh, yeah. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You want a better marriage? Start speaking it. You want a better job environment? Start speaking it. You want a better you want the, a different outcome? Start speaking it. Declaring it. And then put behaviors behind it that will support what your tongue is saying. Because it's real easy to say something and do the opposite. But when you declare it, put behaviors with it that's going to support what you're declaring. I'll give you an example. 
I'll give you an example. Fourth of July. We had not done the sales on the July the 3rd that we wanted to do. God's hand in favor was upon us. We were in the black. All the inventory was paid. We got to the stand, Brother Massey and I, and the group of people, group of guys and men and women that had been working. I told Brother Massey, when we get there tomorrow morning, we're going to walk around that sales floor with our hands lifted. We're going to begin to declare what God's going to do today. We began to walk around them aisles, and we began to, I lifted up my hands, and I began to declare, God, this is your firework stand. God, you've ordained this. This is a ministry of this church. Lord, you moved upon me, and I ordered inventory just, just as though I had predicted what you were going to bless us with, and I just declared it today. You're going to send the customers. And we just... But now it would have been easy for me just to sit back and not put anything with that word that I had just spoke. And from 8 o'clock to 12 o'clock, I didn't know if that prayer had hit the roof of that building. But I guess God in his unique sense of humor woke everybody up at the same time on Saturday or on Tuesday. And one after one, they started coming in that room. One after one, they started coming in there. It was so slow that Brother Sister Massey left early and went home. I didn't know what was happening. I said, this ain't the, guys, I've been telling y'all, they're going to be waiting on us at the door to open up. Nobody. Nobody. And I just started speaking. I said, it's coming. Then it started raining. It's coming. They coming. Lord, you'd been too faithful to me. You've been too faithful. And about 12 o'clock, God said, okay, I'm going to turn the faucet on. And from 12 o'clock till about 10 o'clock, $75,000 later, God equipped the men and women in that stand to totally turn our year around for the glory of God. But it didn't stop with just speaking it. We put some action behind it. We put some behavior behind it. We got engaged with customers. We began to, to talk and to mix and to mingle and begin, you want this, you want this. See, a lot of times we can speak things and then we want to go sit on the couch and expect God to do everything. I want God to bless. Oh, God, get me out of this bind. And we, If God really wants it to happen, he'll bring it to me. Sometimes God just gives us a good spiritual common sense that says, what can I do to help God out? I know he don't need my help, but what can I do to get involved in the miracle? Start speaking it, start declaring it, and then get involved in it. God, whatever I find to do, I'm going to put my hands to it, and I'm going I'm to do everything because there's a divine provision in a working man. God honors God honors the integrity of a working man that says, I'm going to bless them. I'm going to bless her. I'm going to bless what they They're not only speaking it, they're starting to do something with what they're speaking. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Stand to your feet. Your homework is to find something this week that would edify somebody 
that's in your inner circle, in your life, or those that you are connected with. I want you to begin to think of something your husband has done recently. And tonight before you go to bed, I want you to compliment them or tell them. I want there to be something that your wife has done that you can look them in the eye and say, thank you for doing this. Thank you. I, I, I didn't intentionally neglect, but thank you for doing this. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's someone that you're in close relationship with. Maybe so, you would be surprised, and I found this to be true. You don't realize what people do until they're gone. You don't realize it until they're gone how much they really have done. Well, it gets done, but you never see them do it because they just do it with such ease and such flow. But when they're gone... I've heard people say, don't get up and talk over my dead body. Uh-uh. Don't tell me how good I tell me how good I was. Tell me while I'm alive. Use that tongue to tell me now. Let that be our goal tonight. You use the power of the tongue to lift up and edify the body of Christ. By doing so, you're going to encourage them. And you're going to feel better too. You're going to feel better from it. I want you to ask the Lord tonight to teach you what to say. Lord, give me the words to say in this situation. Give me the words to say in this circumstance. Because when you ask the Lord to teach you what to say, what he's going to do, he's going to help you. And he's going to build you up in such a way that you're going to produce good fruit with your tongue. If you're tired of having bad fruit, you're tired of having bad, you know, things that have just not turned out the way you want to. And, and when you do a self-inventory, I'm, I'm not asking somebody else to point out to somebody else, well, if you'd quit talking the way you're, no. You do the self-inventory. You do the self. I'm going to do the self-inventory. And you know what? I was like, you know what? I need to start talking a little better. I need to start speaking some things when, I get, when my feet hit the ground. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above, not beneath. I may not have all I want, but God, you supplied all my needs. And I start looking at things that God has done and the prayers he has answered versus the ones that he hasn't answered because most of the time, if he would have answered them when we wanted him to, we would not have been ready, we would not have been prepared, or we would have missed out on the greater good that God had reserved for us. The greater good. Because if he had answered that prayer, you would have married the wrong person. Am I the only? If he had answered that prayer, I, I still remember not getting that promotion. In Meridian, Mississippi, singular wireless, I wanted that store promotion. I wanted that store manager position so bad, but God protected me. He said, no, not this, but I'm going to send you through the wilderness and get you ready for the ultimate promotion I have for you. 
Sometimes, sometimes God doesn't answer prayers on purpose because he's got a greater good waiting on you. There's good fruit going to be produced from July to December. I believe it in Jesus' name. God's going to help you. He's going to teach you how to say what you need to say and how to say it. But what I want you to do when he teaches you how and what and how, what to say and how to say it, you have got to practice that. It may, it may come out a little strange to start with. It may come out a little different. Man, I'm not a person of many words, but I sure appreciate you. I don't know how to convey how I feel, but I love you. I thank you for doing what you've done in my life. Little things. Little things. things that, maybe it's leaving a little sticky note on a lunchbox. Maybe it's dropping a little note of encouragement on the refrigerator or, or in the truck or the car. It's going to start to change your personal world when you start using your tongue. For the forces of God. If it's inherently evil by nature. It can be transformationally good for him. Lord, thank you for this night. Thank you for the power of the tongue, God, that when it's un under submission to you, God, we can see you do great and mighty things. May we go home and may we reflect and may we remember. And those that are watching online and those that will listen to this message from around the world, they will catch a principle, oh God, and they can apply it in their daily walk. And Lord, let us be, let us be speakers of good tomorrow. Let things come out of our mouth and declarations come out of our mouth to edify and uplift this body. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. And everybody say amen. On Sunday, I will share with you uh, the miracle year we've had in fireworks. Still getting all the preliminary finalized. Uh, but we'll celebrate on Sunday. And I'll thank, properly thank all of you that have worked so hard. May God bless you. Our offering, tithing offering baskets are at the front. If you, Honor God tonight with your giving in Jesus' name. Amen.